Before we get into today's episode of the You and Me podcast, we wanted to give a little shout out to Olivia Molly Rogers and her most recent accomplishment, her book. We interviewed Olivia on the podcast today and we chatted to her all about the planning journey so far, what has worked for her fiance and her, what hasn't, and how they have navigated COVID while postponing and planning multiple times. All while riding the wedding wave, Olivia has also written and produced her first book. Find Your Light is a book for anyone who wants to practice self-love, feel more comfortable inside and out, and overcome the challenges that can hold us all back from finding our own light. Available for pre-order today and released on November 30th, head on over to www.booktopia.com.au forward slash findyourlight and grab yourself a copy today. Enjoy, lovers. It has been such a big build-up to this moment and just to be able to finally, you know, hold his hands and say I do, I think will be so, so special. I'm also really excited for our first dance and the speeches and... Yeah, just looking around the room and seeing the people that we love and haven't seen for so, so long. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Olivia Molly Rogers, speech pathologist, former Miss Universe, mental health advocate and new author. So Olivia, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk all things wedding. Oh, well, I'm excited for you because I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's time to get excited again after a wild wild 18 months but I've briefly introduced you but I haven't delved deep so please let us know who you are where you're from and what you're doing sure so as you said I'm Olivia I'm a speech pathologist I'm not practicing at the moment though Uh, I have just written a book so that's taken up a lot of my time over the past uh, almost two years it's been wow a, a bit of a, a bit of a slog but um worth it because it's almost uh almost in everybody's hands now very close uh to getting out there but pre-orders are available I should probably give it a, a little plug but let's absolutely <laughs> but give it a it plug. is coming out this month which is super exciting and you can get it from where all good bookstores I'm assuming yeah, at the end of the month, at the end of November, you'll be able to get yeah. it from all good bookstores, which will be very surreal to see it in person. Oh, uh, incredible. After, after two years of, of prepping it, it must, yeah, it must just be such an insane feeling to have it in your hands. Oh, when you I got, I've, I've only got one copy. And when I got that copy, I was so emotional. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been such a big process and such a big process behind the scenes and mm-hmm. usually because I am such a an open book and a public person I share a lot of my life so it's been weird keeping something so close to my chest so yes. it's nice to sort of be able to share it now and talk about it um, so that's really exciting but otherwise just you know there's been a lot of life in lockdown so I'm really excited for life post lockdown for events and and seeing people again and yeah to really get stuck into this wedding planning because we we were on a bit of a hiatus for a while there. 
Yes. Okay. So tell, tell, first of all, let's go back to the start of this love story and tell us how did you meet Jazzy, your partner? Mm-hmm. Justin. <laughs> Justin, how did you guys meet? We met at an event in St Kilda and I, I missed part of the question prior. You did ask where I was from. I'm originally from Adelaide, uh, but I've lived in Melbourne now for coming up to five years. Okay. And Justin grew up in Melbourne slash Perth. He, he lived in Perth for a big chunk of his childhood, uh, but he was in Melbourne. I was in Melbourne. We both went to an event in St Kilda and we were introduced by a mutual acquaintance and we just hit it off. We spent the whole day at this event just chatting and hanging out and he was buying me drinks all day. <laughs> I thought he was really cute. <laughs> and anytime he sort of disappeared, like to go to the toilet or go to the bar, I was like, where is that guy? Like, where's he going? <laughs> um, so it was like a very instant connection. And yeah. we've literally been together since that day. There was, sort, there was no real period of, you know, where, where are we at kind of thing in between. It was like pretty, uh, pretty fast from the beginning. Yeah. Because, if you know, you know, you know though. Say, when you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I'd experienced that feeling before. I've definitely had, you know, previous relationships, but I've never had something feel so right from the beginning. So it was special. And yeah, we got engaged when we had been together for about 18 months. So pretty speedy. Uh, in the scheme of things, I think. But again, when you know, you know. And now that was 2019. So we've been engaged for almost two and a half years now. So yeah, yeah most of our relationship we've spent engaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you said, you know, you know. And you know what? Like the older we get, you don't like, you know, you're not just going from bar to bar to bar meeting people that are going to be a relationship for potentially six months or the summer, like a beautiful summer fling, which is incredible. And we've all had them and look, heaps of fun while we're there. But, you know, I don't think time, I don't know, our generation, I don't think time matters as much as potentially it did 20 years ago, you know. And if you have an instant connection with somebody and you don't need to work to get to know them because it's so easy to get to know them. It's I agree. Great. I think also if you're at that point in your life where you want to meet someone that is, you know, your person and yeah. we were both at that at that stage, um, then things do sort of settle faster, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You manifested it. Well, it's funny because I went to that event in sort of the mindset of like, I'm, I'm done with guys. I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to meet one. You know, I was, I had been dating yeah. and it wasn't going well for me and yeah, you know, they sometimes say it happens when you least expect it. So it was definitely one of those moments where I wasn't going there to meet someone, but I met him and yeah, it's been great. The rest is history. Exactly. And so you guys, like you just said, you were together only for 18 months. Um, it's kind of still sort of like the honeymoon period, but also getting into that stage where you know you know their little quirks. You can pick up on their... Um, if they're uncomfortable or if they've kind of, you know, eaten the last Tim Tam and didn't tell you and then you went looking for it and they're hiding it from you. So you can start to pick up all these little things. When Justin proposed, did that, was that shock, did it shock you? Did it come as a surprise or, or were you kind of, did you, did you smell a rat? Did you know? No. No, I had no idea. I'm, I'm quite a gullible person and I wonder if that was, you know, that worked well for him. But I... <laughs> 
<laughs> we went to Europe. It was very romantic. He did very mm. well. Um, yeah, we did a beautiful Europe trip, which sounds so, it's such a foreign concept to me now that that's what we were doing in 2019. Oh my gosh. But um, soon, soon. Yeah, so many of my friends were saying um, he's going to propose definitely while you're away. Yeah. And I didn't think he would because it, it was quite early days in our relationship. I mean, we, in saying that, we were living together. We had a dog together. We were very settled, but yeah. I still didn't think he would do it while we were away. Anyway, we had been to Paris and when it didn't happen in Paris or in France at all, I was like, yeah, I'm right. It's not going to happen. Um, but as we were passing little jewellery stores um, around Europe, so we went to Italy next and, um, you know, we'd be walking around and pass a cute little jeweller and I'd sort of jokingly say to him, oh, you should get me a ring. And little did I know he'd been carrying it around the whole time. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he would play along with the joke. He never gave anything away. He kept the ring in, a, in the ring box stashed into an old moisturizer box that was then put in his backpack so that if I'd pulled out the box I would have been like oh that's weird that he has moisturizer because he never moisturizes but I I didn't yeah so he was lucky I am not nosy and (laughs) I just never (laughs) discovered it and he proposed we we were staying on the Amalfi coast which is just stunning yeah in a place called Ravello and we he was loving having a scooter and scooting around the coast so we went down on the scooter and he had put his put the ring down his jocks because if he'd put it in his back pocket I would have felt it on the scooter yes of course stashed it down his pants and (laughs) wrote us down and then we got a water taxi from uh the Amalfi town to Positano and on the boat, he went into the bathroom and, and put the ring in his back pocket. And then as we got off the water taxi, he was letting me go first, opening doors for me. I was like, oh, he's being such a gentleman. What's going mm. on? Um, but still didn't pick up anything. It was just because he didn't want me to see the, the ring in his pocket. <laughs> and then we got down to the beach and we were going to get a photo with the beautiful Positano views behind mm. us. And he said, we should face this way. And I was like, nah, I want to face this way. This is better. But poor guy had an idea in his head of what the engagement was going to be like. And I was pushing against it. But I feel like that always happens. I think Um, a lot of us proposing has something in their mind and the person they're proposing to has something else. Absolutely. A lot of the stories, actually, a lot of the um, people that we chat to on this podcast have said the same thing. They've either had a massive fight before they've proposed or they didn't want to go somewhere or they're like I was in my track suits and all I wanted to do was sit and have a wine and all they wanted to do was get dressed up and it was just this dumpster fire so isn't that real life though he'd said yeah absolutely he'd said a few things along the way that in hindsight I'm like oh it's obvious but at the time Hmm. I didn't pick up on like he'd said we're going to a nice restaurant so he asked me to dress up and he said to me because I had Birkenstocks because we were traveling I didn't have nice shoes really and he said, are they the only shoes you've got? I'm like, yeah, we've been traveling for two weeks already. You know that this is all I've got. Like, you weirdo, why do you care what shoes I'm wearing? But now it's because he didn't want my Birkenstocks in the photo. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, we were standing there and he said, oh, I'll go and give your camera and your phone to someone to take a photo. So he went over to this group of people and they, he told them, he said, I'm about to propose to my girlfriend. Can you please film and take photos? And I just thought we were getting a cute couple photo. And he walked back and he said, uh, I think you should take your sunnies off. 
And I was like, why is he telling me what to mm. do? Like, no. I was like, nah, I want to leave them on. And he said, no, nah, come on, let's take them off and took his off. I was like, okay, whatever. Took them off. And then it's the rest is a bit of a blur. He started talking and started getting down on his knee. And I was like, what is going on? And yeah, he, he did it right in the middle of Positano Beach. It was such a shock to me and such a special moment. I kind of froze, my jaw dropped and I just didn't say anything. And he's like, can you say yes? I was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> so these, these lovely people that he gave my phone and um, camera videoed it. And you can hear in the video, this guy gasps the moment that he proposes. It's so cute. Aww. And I posted that recently or when it had been our two-year anniversary of, of getting engaged, um, I posted it on TikTok. And the person who filmed it found the TikTok and was like, oh, my God, that was me. Oh, my God, so no crazy. way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's insane. Just a fun fact. Yeah. So, yeah, it was so special. And I still feel all of those emotions when I watch those videos back because it was it was a very special moment. Oh, that sounds, yeah, that gives you goosebumps. And that's so cool that the guy who filmed it could find it as well because it's it's a really intimate moment too. So to be involved in something like that, especially with strangers, it's pretty special. Yeah, it was so cool. It's just the power of the internet. They were American and it was in Italy and we're in Australia. So just like, yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Did getting engaged over there give you an idea to get married over there too well what what was your first reaction because sometimes it's hard to top the proposal site especially if it's in a place like that that's true he did really uh set the bar high no (laughs) I think because we both have big families mine in particular there was never really a thought of doing it overseas all of my family's in Adelaide and yeah, I just, I love the fact that so many people do um, international weddings, but it's just not something that I thought I could, you know, get my entire, fa- like there's 60 people in my family. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought that was too much of an ask. I think getting them all to come to Victoria, especially now with the whole COVID situation and how it has been for the past couple of years, uh, even that seems like a really big ask. So um, mm. yeah, we'd always sort of, imagine that it would be in Australia but we we didn't decide straight away where it would be and of course like leading up to as you just said um you know trying to get family to Victoria and even that's a big ask with COVID so bringing COVID into the mix like in your planning journey when did you kind of realize it was going to affect your wedding day and um, what have you had to consider while planning a wedding through COVID yeah so we decided on our wedding date not long after we got engaged the date was the first thing we chose and that was meant to be October 17th, 2020. Um, October 17th because I liked the sound of it and it just felt right. And then I spoke to my mom and she reminded me that it was my grandparents' wedding anniversary or wedding oh, date. Yeah. Mm. And they've both passed away, her parents, and I just adored them. They were the best and such a beautiful couple inside and out. So it was, it was a really special date to me. So when we first had to postpone, I was devastated for so many reasons, but mainly that, like I was mm. really attached to the date. Um, but yeah, we, I remember when COVID sort of first hit uh, Australia in March, 2020, my birthday was on the 17th of March and we went out for lunch and Justin kept talking about COVID and saying like, I wonder if we'll have to change the wedding. And I was, I, I had a COVID conversation ban. I was like, can we not talk about these? Like, We'll worry about it later. I think the wedding will be fine. It's six mm. months away. Um, 
or seven months away at the time. But yeah, I think when it came to around June and we'd had a whole bunch of lockdowns and things weren't looking great here in Melbourne, we made the decision to postpone. So we were four months out from our first date and Mm -hmm. now it's coming up to a year since our first date and we've postponed again since. So two postponements uh, and now we're aiming for Feb 2022. We're feeling confident though um, as things are shifting and opening up, but, um, you know, there's still that fear in the back of my mind that it's not going to happen but um but we're we're planning like it is anyway (laughs) yeah do you have a planner helping you with all that the postponing and the planning I actually don't and just today I was regretting that decision um because I have such a long to-do list of things to organize and yeah I was thinking oh that was a bad choice how have you gone like plan a planning a wedding and be um kind of navigating the postponements and contracts and I don't know how have you kind of navigated that COVID wedding world I guess there is a lot of admin um but the beauty of the postponements we 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 were lucky in terms of dates and when we postponed we didn't push it too late if that makes sense so I like Mm. I feel so much for people who have just sort of hoped for the best and then been you know two weeks out for the from the wedding and they've had to pull the pin because we've pulled the pin quite early both times uh, it didn't affect us too much it was just sort of like we picked up all of the um, all of the plans and dropped them on a new date both times Mm. and all of our vendors and everything have been so understanding and have just made it work and thankfully they were all available on the new dates as we as we postponed so that actually wasn't as chaotic as it sounds there's still a lot of admin and back and forth with everybody but um yeah like I said everyone was really understanding and helpful so it wasn't too bad yeah but I think now you know it's getting to crunch time and that's where I'm like oh there's just there's just so many little things to do and I what, think it's what more are those little all things? of the so yeah I feel like all of the big stuff is done like you know obviously we've got the venue we've organized um dresses are being made at the moment for me and my bridesmaids um all of those sort of big things are sorted people have booked their accommodation all that jazz um but the little things like um oh I wrote a little list today should I read it to you (laughs) yes Yes. we love to hear (laughs) so I've got to organize dance rehearsals uh, mm-hmm. Choose our songs or confirm our songs, confirm the wedding cake, our menu, organize buses and transport for us, organize a honeymoon, finalize wedding rings, get all of our guests' addresses for invitations, send out invitations, do the seating plan, uh, finalize a celebrant, complete notice of an intended marriage, purchase a guest book, purchase disposable cameras, which is something that I am going to. Um, you know, have scattered around the place. Um, organized teeth whitening. <laughs> <laughs> all the beauty routine. You know, there's just, yeah, all of that. I haven't even finished that list, but, you know, just from that, I think you can see there's, they on their own, they're, they're kind of little things, but they all just add up so much. It's funny. It's so funny that you've actually mentioned this because I'm getting married late, Jan, and I'm on, Laura just came in before 
um, to record this podcast and I'm like, I'm actually having a mental breakdown, Laura, <laughs> because it's all those little things that like the transport and the buses and working out how many people need to get a bus and what, what address do I pick them up at? Do I pick them up and like what time does the bus leave and do I need it? Like the whole logistics of every- and we had to add in another guest. So I'm like, shit, now I've got to order extra napkins and an extra chair and I've got to add in and I've got to email all the things. <laughs> and it, 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 you really... Um, you have a whole newfound, um, what, what's the word for it? For wedding style and planners. You respect. Act, respect. <laughs> like people have respect it's for hardcore. teachers in COVID. Yes. I'm like, now I understand. I just thought, you know what? This is easy. Like piece of cake. Like if I look in the suppliers, tick, tick, tick. You do this. You do that. You Can you do this floral arrangement? Here's a photo, blah, blah, blah. But like... It is a whole other thing. Like it is now you understand why I think people need a book in a planner and stylist like Laura, for instance, <laughs> like it just. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have got a stylist and I'm really excited because we're, we're meeting tomorrow to, to talk about, you know, cause on that list, I don't have stationery and all that and, and you know, napkins and whatnot um, because thankfully the stylist will be across that. But yeah, you're right. There's just so much admin. And I think even, you know, on my to-do list, I'll say like, I've got to reach out to um, these 10 people today, but then you get 10 responses and there's just, you know, you've got to do so much back and forth that you feel like you've sort of ticked it off the list, but you haven't because you've still got to do so much. There's so much communication. So yeah, it's a massive job. It almost feels like a full-time job. Yeah. Do you know what? I always say to my couples, if they're getting to the stage where that list just keeps growing and they keep ticking the boxes, but it keeps getting bigger, dedicate like only one afternoon, that's it, to wedding planning or two afternoons a week, nail that. You'll be able to shift through the responses rather than write one, rewrite okay. one, reply to one. That's a very one. good tip. Just so, so that block it, out three hours on uh, an afternoon. To you just, know what? On a Tuesday, this is wedding. Yeah, this is wedding only. Not necessarily like if you're still yet to book in suppliers, do that. But the communication sides of things, once you've got it nailed, it's one of those things where it's like sometimes too many options or too many responses can just be too confusing, and you're like, I don't even know where to start. start so sorry, I'm like, I don't me. know if yeah. I'm going <laughs> to start. I'm like, like, did I did I book like a bus twice? Totally. I'm not sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was going to say it's true like you might email back but then you haven't added it to your spreadsheet or your planning thing so then you're like shit did I and then you've got to sift through I don't know like I'm very lazy with the admin stuff of inserting things into like a template or spreadsheet and then I get myself confused and I'm like did I even book napkins like was that a thing I don't know and then I have who was it that I booked like do I have to oh I know I feel you and I think as well I don't know about you when and when you started planning but because I started planning Back in March 2020, I was doing a lot of the planning and then we postponed a lot of the conversations that I had were back then. So also the people mm, yes. that I'm talking to don't really remember everything. So there's a lot of rejigging memories yeah. uh, going yeah. on. <laughs> it's funny because I, I want, Justin's ready to help, but I sort of give him a list and then I'm like, oh, I'll, do, I'll just do it. Um, so I, I yeah. give myself more work. And I think that a lot of us do that because you know, I'm the same. if you want a job done, you do it yourself, but oh. <laughs> I need to be better at delegating. This is so funny that you said, oh, we're like the same. I said this to my partner this morning. I'm like, I am really stressed out. Like I really need you to organize transport, book the bus. Like I am delegating this to you. Please do it. You have because one I, job, Samuel. One you know, job. I, gave, I gave him the job of <laughs> organizing accommodation for us to stay at. Do you think it, that he booked it? And now 
because uh, ours is on the tail end of Australia Day weekend down on the surf coast. And do you think we could get any accommodation? Like everything is booked out. In the oh surf no! Coast, like, far and wide, unless <laughs> you're you sleeping like, in a tent on your wedding night. <laughs> yeah, or like a five grand house for like a Saturday, your Saturday night. You know. Now tell me, with your wedding dress, I'm sure that you would have gone for some fittings. Uh, that four month prior, uh, well, you probably organized your dress for that October date. How have you gone? Like, have you changed your mind about what dress you wanted because it's been so long? Like, how has that whole process worked um, with COVID and fittings and perhaps changing style or anything like that? Yeah, so I am lucky that I haven't changed my mind on my dress. I think partly because I was just so set on it to begin with, I looked at so many. And I always came back to that initial one um, and went with my gut. So I feel like that's the best way to to choose is to make sure that it's something that you want and not something that you think other people would like. Um, Because a lot of people that I've showed my dress, they're like, oh, it's very you, but it's not what I expected. And I kind of like that. I like a bit of element of um, an element of surprise. But I think, yeah, I had had my calico fitting prior to our first postponement. And we had bought the fabric, the dressmaker and I, but we then just pressed pause on it, pressed pause on it. So that was back in, I think, maybe July of 2020. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so since then, I haven't had a, I've gone back to have conversations with her and uh, I've tried on other dresses, other beautiful dresses that she's made in the meantime. And again, I haven't changed my mind. So I think that's a really good sign. And part of the, I guess, the way that I, stopped myself from overthinking that and from being swayed was I haven't let myself look at it much mm-hmm. so up until now revisiting yeah, all the wedding planning yeah yeah I haven't really looked at much uh wedding stuff so it, I know it's hard not to because you can get in this fall into this rabbit hole on Pinterest or Instagram and there's so much good stuff out there but yeah. I think that can be really overwhelming and once yes. you've decided on things you don't want to be changing your mind you want to go with your gut and go with what you first decided so yeah, I've been quite good at sort of setting boundaries and not letting myself um, fall down the rabbit hole. Yeah, and with um, your wedding being in about four months, you're not having a dress. How, like, is that process? Because, you know, some brides have 10, 10 fittings before their final dress is made um, and we're obviously in, like, a lockdown. So how is that going to, you know, do they just speed up the process and you have just as much as what you perhaps usually, like, do, how are you working with the designer on that? Well, I was, I was a little bit nervous and I said to her, you know, how's this going to work? Because, um, you know, we're coming out of lockdown soon or now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go in and see her ASAP. And she said, you know, don't worry. We'll just, we'll just do it quickly. So yeah. I'm not worried if she's not worried. I know it's, it's <laughs> hard not to be. There's only so much I can do. Yeah. And I mean, also I'm training for a marathon at the moment. And so my body might change from by the time I complete the marathon to the wedding because oh I'm not going to be training for a marathon once I've done the marathon. So I've also said that to her and she's like, that's fine. Like, we'll just, you know. It's kind of good in a way because I know that some people uh, get told by their designers, like, don't lose weight or, you know, anything six months out to the wedding. And they have, you know, that stress of trying to, you know, maintain it before the fight you know the dress is made um so I guess it's kind of a good thing (laughs) I'm really lucky that my designer is just she's very comfortable and confident in what she does uh so I feel really comfortable and confident in her you know 
Yeah. Olivia, with your background in, you know, you've got an online presence, you've been part of the, I suppose, fashion world, you've got your own aesthetic, you also are an artist. I've seen some of your art pop up on your Instagram lately, which is really cool as well. So you've got obviously a keen eye for the creative side of life. How did you feel any pressure trying to choose a wedding theme or choose your dress, knowing that you've got a few eyes on you and you know you said you you were really you really wanted to have an element of surprise with your dress. But was that an easy choice for you going like into this process, knowing that people might expect you to be in a particular style or expect your wedding to be of a particular vibe? Yeah, I, I mean, I think part of being in the public eye, it's like a blessing and a curse because I'm, it's a blessing in the way that I'm used to getting a lot of feedback on things that I haven't asked for. Um, Feedback's so, a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah. I'm very I'm very used to that and I'm used mm-hmm. to people not liking everything I do. So part of that's good because it takes away the pressure for the wedding because I know regardless of what I do and what I wear and the style of the wedding, people will either love it or hate it or you know feel neutral about it I don't know but Mm -hmm. people will have mixed opinions Mm -hmm. I know that but I'm not my wedding is not for those people my wedding is for nobody else but us so I actually don't care I I I don't care if people don't like my dress and I yeah I it's really as simple as that I've done some you know polls and things when I've gone into my dressmaker and tried on some of her beautiful dresses and I have done you know um, this or that voting with dresses mm. and the different styles and that wasn't for for me to choose it was just sort of for fun and to see what people think and just going by that people's opinions on wedding dresses are so different like people have <laughs> such different preferences and what I love someone might hate and that's okay we're all so different and that's why there are so many different styles yeah um so yeah it doesn't really worry me like I know that a lot of people will be critiquing the wedding um, sorry, I just kicked my bin. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that a lot of people will be critiquing the wedding, but I feel okay about that because I think as long as I feel good on the day and my brides, my bridesmaids, I want them to all feel amazing. And Jazzy, I want him to feel amazing and the groomsmen and I just want everyone to have an amazing day. That's all that really matters to me. So if people don't like what I'm wearing, then that's okay. <laughs> yep. That's it. I think that's wise words for everybody getting married in from being in the public eye or not. And you just said before, you know, the wedding days for you and no one else. And sometimes, like we were talking before, getting down a rabbit hole of Pinterest and Instagram, it's so easy to think of all these things that you think you need to have or you think you want. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you step back, it's you, you've got to do it just for you. Yeah. And I think too, just remembering the whole purpose of it all. You know, yeah. like it's not to have perfect napkins and it's not to, you know, overthink all of the little gifts that you're giving or anything like that. That, that stuff is not going to matter in 10 years' time. Um, I think it's the bigger special moments that you're going to remember. Yeah. Um, so it's important not to lose sight of why you're there and why you're getting married. Like it is really just about you too. So Absolutely. I think you've got to sort of drown out the rest of the noise a bit. Yeah, that's it. Beat your drum louder and that way you can't hear any of that background noise. Um, with with your um, 
it's funny because you've had such a long time in between the excitement of getting engaged to your wedding and some people would go down the road of freaking out and changing everything. You've seemed to, what sounds like you've stayed pretty constant in what you've wanted. You say you still like your dress. You've got, you know, a pretty constant idea throughout the whole process. And I think you saying before, not going back and looking at things too much is a really positive way to do it and and one that allows you not to second guess yourself. But how how do you navigate, you know, the COVID times and what have you done? What have you found that you've done to manage any kind of stress with this wedding planning? I mean, it's out of your hands. The lockdowns are super intimidating. Those two week ones before the wedding day has such a big emotional impact on the couples. You guys have chosen to do your postponements, you know, in advance, which I think is is the best way to do it. But have you have you done anything to really take your mind off any kind of stress when it comes to wedding planning? Yeah, I think so. One big thing that we did when we postponed was we bought a house instead. Ooh. So the money that we had set aside for the wedding, we put towards a house. And then the house, I'm not saying that everybody should do this because now it's coming to crunch time for the wedding and we're like, oh God, we've got to save again. <laughs> um, but it was an amazing distraction. Our focus was then on the house and we've done some renovations. Mm-hmm. So you know, the focus really shifted from everything wedding to everything home. And, you know, it doesn't have to be as drastic as that, but I think doing something that can really take your mind off the wedding planning, because it is so much of it is out of your hands. And for so long, it's been out of our hands, like our last postponement. So we postponed initially to Feb, 2021. So Mm -hmm. by the time we get married, it will be a whole year from that second wedding date. So it's such a big period of time. Um, so I didn't really want to let myself think about it because unless you're getting closer and it is getting exciting again, like now I feel excited again, it was just a source of anxiety because there was so much unknown and there was just nothing that I could really do to control that. So yeah, I just, I think I became quite good at just shutting it out and just not thinking about it and not having conversations about it. Because I think the tricky thing with COVID too, is that a lot of people say, Oh, what are you doing about your wedding? What are you doing? And that really stressed me out until we had postponed again. So Mm -hmm. prior to that second postponement, when people kept saying, oh, do you think it's going to be okay? Do you think it's going to be okay? You're still going ahead. That was really, really anxiety invoking. Um, So yeah, once we postponed again, if people said, what are you doing with the wedding? I'm like, oh, we postponed and then just move on from the conversation. And I found that that really helped. Yep. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because I think, yeah, definitely people need those tips because it can be so intimidating. And when you've got outside sources consistently asking you what you're doing and are you nervous and all that, it must just feel like a, a one big ball of stress. A lot of people that ask questions about, you know, what I've been doing with my wedding it's because they have not been sure about what to do with the, with theirs as well yes. and I think my advice for people who are stressing about that is just go with your gut like if your gut is telling you that it's not going to happen and you're too stressed about it then postpone um, you know postponing isn't the worst thing in the world um, or go the other way and just get married with a few people and get it done it just I guess it just depends on your priorities and for yeah. us a big priority for our wedding is having all of our favorite people in one spot so we wanted to wait and make sure that we could have our people there. Um, but yeah, I know that other people have 
have different priorities. Yeah. And you've just, you, you know what, baby, you've just got to, you've got to do it for you and you've got to do what feels right and you've got to do it for your family. And, you know, if you do, you, you mentioned you're, you're originally from Adelaide, so you're going to have guests traveling as well. And there's Perth people in here. So you need to, yeah, you need to also be very mindful that you've got to get them across into this border and be able to celebrate with them all too. See, we, we don't think that Perth people will be able to make it. We, okay. I, I think it's a very slim chance, mm-hmm. uh, which is really devastating because poor Juz, it's uh, three of his groomsmen are from Perth. And oh, one of them wow. Is his, yeah, so that's really tough. But we have made the call that regardless, we're going to go ahead this time because mm-hmm. we're kind of at the point where we're, we're sick of waiting. We really want to get married. Yeah. And... We will have most of the really important people to us there and, you know, most is better than the previous options. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we're just going to hope for the best and if they can't make it, it will really suck, but we'll have to celebrate with them over in Perth another time when the borders open up. But yeah. yeah. And it'll be all the more sweet are getting over there when they do too. Yeah, for sure. So, Olivia, finally before we log off for the day what are you most looking forward to when your wedding day finally comes it's been a roller coaster to get there so what what is the one thing that you are really really hanging for oh there's so many things so many moments I'm so excited for and even you asking that question I get butterflies <laughs> I am hanging out for that moment like locking eyes with Josie when I walk down the aisle. I know that probably sounds a little bit cringy, but uh, I just, no, not at all. Yeah, it has been such a big build up to this moment. And just to be able to finally, you know, hold his hands and say, I do, I think will be so, so special. I'm also really excited for our first dance and the speeches and yeah, just looking around the room and seeing the people that we love and haven't seen for so, so long. I can't remember the last time I had all of my family in one room. So I think maybe my mm. 21st birthday, to be honest. So just all of that is going to be so special. So I, I, I'm so excited. Oh, honey, good luck. Congratulations. You're almost there. Oh, my goodness. We will be yeah waiting with bated breath to hear how your day went. It's going to be magical because, you know, I think it's taken you a long way to get there and you guys deserve it very much. So, Olivia, thank you for joining us. Um, Good luck. No Thanks for your having me. It was really your... helpful as well. I, oh. your, your tips were really, really helpful. Do you know what? You've got to lean on every avenue of advice you can at the moment and some will work for you and others will be like, oh, that just doesn't fit our situation. But do you know what? The more sharing, the merrier. And that's really why we wanted to talk to you as well because we know that so many people are going at it alone. You know, it is a luxury to have a planner, but there are a lot of people going at it alone and it may have been okay three years ago when COVID wasn't here but this has thrown a spanner in the works that nobody predicted so I know that our listeners are just going to really appreciate how you've navigated it as well and and you know what you've done to keep saying so honey thank you so much your book find your light will be available very very soon so we're going to put some links to where you can find it in our show notes as well but good luck oh thank you thanks Thanks, guys nice to chat to you thanks Olivia we can't wait Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. 
If you are after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining.